0: Welcome to DLC Live, your source for educational and inspirational interviews with mental health experts and advocates from around the world. Now, here's your host, creator of the DLC Anxiety Worldwide Mental Health Community, Dean Stott. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Hi, Kim, are you all right? I don't have my stiff drink. Uh, well, it's not a shit, it's champagne, we'll celebrate. it's always a celebration when you're on the screen, Kim.
1: I love it. I love it so much.
0: Yeah, let's just get right into it. So we're talking about flying today. Uh, tomorrow, the first time I, um, I go on a plane for two years, it's only a small journey. It's only like um, two hours from the UK to Spain. Uh, but yeah, the second that I go on a plane, it is a nightmare. Um, the what I've thoughts are at the forefront of my head. Um, and even though I overcome a panic disorder and all things anxiety related, it's the one thing that I haven't managed to crack.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I can
0: put myself in the situation and obviously go on the holiday, so go on the plane. But I think I mentioned to you last time is that I'm not like the guy next to me who's watching Um, Marley and me or I'm not I'm not like the person who sat there drinking do you know I mean the thought of having a drink before getting on a plane just sends me sends me crazy just thinking about it so yeah I'm just looking for some tips really Kim and I think you're the woman to help me
1: I might be I might be yeah so okay Um, I'm gonna walk you through I've actually got my pencil because sometimes as I do this I have to conceptualize things so I think the first thing to ask is there are people, there are different reasons people are afraid of flying. Some are afraid of having a panic attack, some are afraid of being claustrophobic, and yeah. some are afraid of the plane crashing, and there are other some people are afraid of social anxiety and so forth. So tell me which one is which for
0: you. 100% afraid of a a disaster occurring so be it the second you get in the plane until the second you get off honestly Kim when I get off the plane I'm just like a a different I'm like a new person it's like it's like a like I've been reborn again I feel like I can live my life again that's how how bad it gets
1: yeah yeah it's not on it's not uncommon mainly because Flying, your brain doesn't make sense of flying. Like your brain makes sense of gravity, right? So if you're up in the air, your brain is naturally going to set off every alarm in your mind, um, saying, like, we're not supposed to be in the sky. We're supposed to be on the ground. This doesn't make sense to me, right? Um, So I think the first thing is for anyone who's struggling with this is um, first just validate that your brain's setting an alarm off because it doesn't make sense. I still can't imagine thousands of pounds of plane in the sky like how does that even happen right so so i think that's the first step but but then what we want to do is so we want to validate your fear but it sounds like you're having an immense amount of fear
0: yeah yeah 100 okay. percent. i remember the the first long haul flight i did um they were boarding onto the plane and i was literally just puking up in the toilet um Heart rate—I don't know what it was going, but it it, it would have been like one forty, so it would have been high. Mm. And just yeah, just the just the sheer fear of getting on the plane. But I did it. I put myself on a long distance flight and, and managed to do it. But you promised me. not obviously not in this uh, in this, but you promised me. You said I do think you'll be able to get on a plane and not have to white knuckle it, not have to just live with the anxiety. You think that I can kick back. And enjoy your drink or enjoy watching something. Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. see how that's possible. And I'm going to be honest with you.
1: Well, maybe not tomorrow, but with practice, you (laughs) can, right? Because it does take time. Okay, so let's take a look at, for now, what we're working towards for anyone. Let's say you have something you have to do tomorrow. The goal isn't actually to have the fear go away. The goal is to take away any behavior that reinforce the fear for next time you fly, right? So you wanna, this, this flight today, the best payoff you'll get from tomorrow's flight is that the time after that it might be a little easier because you didn't make it worse. So when we're doing anything that's really anxiety-provoking, we want to look at a specific set of behaviors. So the first one is avoidance, and you're not doing that because you're getting on the plane. So we don't need to worry about avoidance. But then we want to look at questions like how hypervigilant are you when you get on the airplane? What were you Right. So so that is where you're going to intervene tomorrow. We can't remove the fear, but we can change how you respond to fear. And so what it sounds like what happens is you're having thoughts. True?
0: True, yep. what, we what are the, them. What yeah.
1: What are the thoughts about the flight? What thought are you having?
0: It can be anything, Kim. So um, what you want me to just start, and I, I'll be completely honest from it. So second that you get on the plane, on the runway, I'm thinking – is this thing going to get up in the sky? Because I'm thinking, Jeremy, you know I and I'm thinking it's possible that it doesn't. And then mm-hmm. where's DLC anxiety? I guess I'll have to give you the username and yeah. password and you take it over.
1: You always told me you would give me your account if you died, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't think you told me that. I think I decided that. Yeah, I
0: think you just, yeah. I think you just, like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> claimed it myself. Yeah. So... So for you, you're naturally, you can't control that thought, but you can control how you respond to it. So if you respond to it, like it's important, you're going to feed that fear, right? So you're responding to it by going, oh, that's not good. I don't want that. That's where we get into trouble. So you're having thoughts. Then your job is to catch how, when you're being hypervigilant, what is a behavior you can replace that with? Because the behavior is reinforcing the fear.
0: Well, the, the thought's always there. Like I said, I don't do anything with it. I only pray that I get up to the. So I, I have my like little stages. So the plane gets up to the cruise level, and then the anxiety comes down a little bit. But then I might get a thought: while well, it's cruising, Like Why like you said, "Oh my God, we're twenty-five, thirty thousand feet up. What happened? Why is the engine making that sound? Why?" Why is there these beeping noises going off? And it's everything, Kim. Why, yeah. do you know can I mean? be someone going to the toilet uh, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, they've been in the toilet for so long. Why is that bad? And I'll yeah. be honest.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about thoughts. Here is one trick, and this is what I want you to practice. And we can you can give me, like, a, a how it worked and how it didn't. I'm so, going to
0: try and record a little bit, a little bit of it.
1: Yeah. Good, good. So here is what I would have you do is I want you to make these thoughts as ridiculous as you can. Instead of treating them like they're important, I want you to make them ridiculous. So there's a few ways you can do this. You could, I want you to think about like, do you know what the onion is? The, The newspaper, the onion, they basically, it's a newspaper where they make fun of all of the news, right? So whatever's on, they make a ridiculous headline about it. So I want you to be like that. And I want you to be, so if someone's in the bathroom for a very long time, I want you to come up with like a news article That is so ridiculous about that. Something like to the extent of like, man poops his pants so bad in an airplane that they have to land in Hawaii because the plane is so heavy, right? Something silly, like we're going silly here. Mm -hmm. Another alternative is if your thought is very violent or aggressive, you could simply sing the song, the happy birthday song to it. So your fear is what? You're going to die
0: uh 100% yeah the mm-hmm. play the yeah so it's another disaster
1: yes so you could sing it as a song this is these are common exposure and response prevention practices so you would go the plane will crash i'm going to die the plane's going to crash and i'll give DLC to kimberly <laughs> 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 or whatever right whatever it would be it could be is even if you're having like aggressive thoughts that you're gonna do some kind of terror some people have terrorist thoughts or whatever Oh no.
0: i i just sit on my seat as the third pilot just 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 navigating us through through this journey um <laughs> the, the, there's definitely no b- bad thoughts for me right. So, just...
1: right so your job is to make it ridiculous now, again, it's probably not going to make your anxiety go away right in that moment. But what you're doing is you're devaluing the thoughts for the next flight, right? You're, you're basically being aware that all that's happening is you're just having thoughts. The only difference between you and the person watching Mali and me is that you're having thoughts. Right. He might be having thoughts and me, like, yeah, that's kind of weird. It was the same for me when I traveled from the U.S. During- well, he might so- be
0: having the thoughts and I just can't see that he's having an internal battle yes. with himself.
1: Exactly. After September 11, my brain was constantly looking to see who was the next person who's going to do that on an international flight into America, right? So the only thing is that's we're just having thoughts. And so when you have a thought, you can treat it like it's important and and it's special and we have to respond, or we can make fun of it and not respond to it, right? The next piece is your job isn't to look at other people like you're to find something to do, I actually encourage you to watch Marley and me. <laughs> and your job is to, it's like this. So you're going to be watching Marley and me, and then your brain's going to be like, but Dean, bad things are going to happen. And you're going to go, maybe, yeah, they might. And then you just come back to it. So that's so much that the guy, I want the guy next to you to be jealous of you on how relaxed you look.
0: Yeah, you are right. And I, I totally get that. And say say into the thoughts maybe that uh, maybe that'll happen or whatever but while thinking that I know that the anxious response will still be there so mm-hmm. I'll still have sweaty palms I'll still have a heart that's racing mm-hmm. I'll still feel on edge of the sh- uh, seat uh, and, and what you say it's that hyper vigilance um, so it's that hyper focusedness like you hear a different sound of the engine and then you automatically think that something's going to go wrong or you hit some turbulence and you think that the plane's gonna like fall apart yeah um, it's constant until which is real and i've heard this a few times i don't know if you have can from people who are scared of flying the actual landing part is actually the most um least amount of anxiety that's caused um, right at the actual not just like when when the wheels have hit the hit the ground the actual process of like cabin crew, get get ready to land, sort of thing. That's where your anxiety starts to reduce, which I always find interesting. I wonder if you if you know what the reason behind that would be.
1: Well, I think naturally, again, let's just validate our brain. Your brain doesn't want to fall out of the sky at twenty something thousand feet. The closer you get to Earth, the more <laughs> your brain relaxes because your, your your brain knows what happens on Earth. It doesn't. What happens that makes here? Sense. That just so, makes sense. And, and if in terms of the long term, if you had more time here and we talk about this in ERP school, I know one of the people in the comments is like talking about ERP school. So it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. is we do, if we had more time and I would encourage you to do this today is write an imaginal. An imaginal is a script about your worst fear coming true right? Now we don't do that to traumatize you or to put you through a terrible thing. It's because it gets you to practice the scenario because you're having it anyway. In your mind, as you're at that high flight um, uh, uh-huh. elevation, yeah, yeah. at that elevation, you're having these images of, of, you know, you falling out of the sky or the fire flames going up or whatever it is. And your job I don't, is. Act- I don't
0: even know if it's that I'm having the actual images. It's that I'm thinking that it's a possibility.
1: But it is a possibility, right? Yeah. And it's you know, but but so is dying in a car crash. So is and me having an earthquake during this live, right? So really, it's that you're. Yes, it's a possibility. But then, if you respond to it as if it's a danger, your brain's telling you it's a danger. If you respond as if it's a danger you're reinforcing that your brain is your brain's like oh okay he's responding as if it's a danger I'm going to keep sending the danger alarm right so you're on default mode you're just going to keep saying gently to your brain thank you for showing up right and and think of it like just think of your amygdala as a little kid And if you had a little kid who was freaking out, like if I had my son sitting next to me, I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, you're right, we might die. I would sort of sit back. My body language would shift because I'd be trying to model to him there's nothing to worry about. So we also have to model through our behaviors to our brain that we're not actually going to treat this like it's important. Even things like sitting up and tensing your shoulders – is feeding you back into the feedback loop of having more fear. So your job is to fake it till you make it tomorrow. Like I want you to look like straight up surfer dude during that flight. (laughs) Like I want you to send me a photo of you like back, like chilling, even if your anxiety is there.
0: No. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Someone just put a look at the flight scanner and see the hundreds of planes in the air. I've done that, and I, do you know i mean and I do take comfort from that in the moment when I'm looking at it. Unfortunately, i when I'm in the sky, thirty thousand feet open, I hear some weird noise coming from the engine. Yeah. That means nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. So what I'm detecting in your voice, because I know I know you pretty well, mm-hmm. is This is mostly your resistance to having fear tomorrow. So that again? My guess is that this is mostly your resistance to having fear tomorrow. So tomorrow you're doing an exposure.
0: 100%, yeah.
1: Our what we're working on today is working at how to get in a lot of response prevention, right? So the exposure isn't enough. You have to practice not engaging in those compulsive behaviors, right? Right? But the other piece is are you telling yourself that tomorrow is going to be bad?
0: Um in what sense is in the outcome or is in the experience of the flying?
1: Yes, the experience of the flying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that
1: that's where most of your work is. Hmm. Right? If we go into an any exposure. Well you can so tell, you
0: can tell by the way I'm speaking to you, I'm setting it up that it's buckle up you see your see about the anxiety is gonna come and you're gonna you're yeah. gonna have the next two hours of, of dealing with it. Yeah. And what, yeah, what I've been saying to you is, how do you turn that off? When Because obviously I can do it. I can do it with my planet disorder. Right? I've done it in all these situations. Just when it comes to the plane, mm-hmm. it hasn't gone away.
1: But And that's because I'm guessing, number one, again, because it's crazy to be in the sky, yes. right?
0: Yeah. Right? What,
1: but, but number two is... I think,
0: is it, I think you could leave it there. I think it's that. Because yeah. you because you're thirty thousand feet up, then all the other thoughts come. Well, what happens if this happens? This happens. This happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're so high up. Yeah, like the chances of so, yeah, some bad occurrence going to be high.
1: Yeah, but then Barcelona- the next
0: sorry,
1: Barcelona, sorry. yeah, yeah. So then the next piece is for anybody doing any exposure. Doesn't matter what the content of the exposure is. Your bet, your best bet here is go in with the with the goal of allowing anxiety to be like practice being with your anxiety a huge part of the work I do I've even written a book about it is it's not about getting rid of your anxiety it's about how well you tend to the discomfort that you feel tomorrow you're going to have a lot of discomfort and your job oh, is Oh, to...
0: that was my number one question to you Kim I said that I get on the planes, I, I can deal with the, this, I, I'm, I know it's coming, mm-hmm. I can sit there and deal with it and put myself in the situation that makes me feel anxious to get to the, to do the things that I love doing. My question was, can I sit there and honestly not feel anxious or, or do you think that that's not possible? Not over tomorrow. Long, no, over the long run.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely do. Because what we're already seeing, think of it through the lens of, and this is how we do ERP, if you have a fear, Mm -hmm. no, no one wants to feel fear, and so we do things to try and remove it or to pay attention to it, and as soon as you do those behaviors, you reinforce the fear, right? So tomorrow, your main goal is to practice not engaging in things that will reinforce it for next time. And then the next time you do it, you'll peel back even more. So one was the hypervigilance. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say, I think last time you mentioned that you think um, that there's probably a lot of micro reassurances happening. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted you to explore that further, thinking what they could be in a situation like that.
1: Yeah. So we have multiple different compulsions, right? One is a physical compulsion that we do. So it might be you looking, like looking around. Mm -hmm. If you're looking around, like what's that noise? And everything you're hearing, you're like responding to as if it's a disaster. I mean, the the plane is going to make so many weird noises. Mm -hmm. And your job is to have it no different to if you were on a bus you're going to hear some pretty weird noises, right, so and when you're on the bus because you're on the ground, you'd be like, "Oh, there's a noise, and yeah. you wouldn't respond in that way, so as you ha- hear those voices, your job is but, to go, huh, but the, fa- that's the interesting
0: fact, the fact is Kim, the the bus isn't thirty thousand feet apart in the, in the sky, yeah,
1: yeah, but it doesn't mean you're not going to die
0: true no right?
1: true. So you're you're still even your question is saying this noise is important, yeah. And and that's and and it makes sense. I want to keep saying, everybody, your fear about this makes sense. But you're you're basically saying every noise is warranted warrants my reaction when
0: yeah,
1: and it doesn't right. It really doesn't. So I think that the the main piece here is okay. So you're hypervigilant about the noises. You may be hypervigilant about the people. You're even comparing. He's not anxious he's in the bathroom. So it would be you going, okay, let's make up stories about people. He's in the bathroom because he's, I don't know, we could say he's joining the, 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 the mile high club. We don't know. Like he's comfortable, he's re- comfortable because he's, we could make up a story. Like he's a clown who travels around the world and he, you know, is a, okay. the best clown in the world. I don't know. I'm making silly things up. So you could do that. Another piece is the, the physical behaviours is even checking the flight hotes, um, hostess and checking the time is a big one. If you keep checking the time, waiting for when it's over,
0: 100%. you're feeding I'll, I'll, the fear. I'll tell you something that I did as well, and it, I can't believe I'm actually saying it live on here. Um, so like I'd be on a journey and to say i had an hour left on the journey i'd know that my um in my old job my old work commute would be an hour so i'd like visualize doing my work commute in my mind to try and to try and distract me from where i was mm-hmm. it didn't work but th- that's the extent of, of the things i was trying to do at the time
1: yeah sometimes when we use those tools they're adaptive helpful effective tools but mm-hmm. in this particular case All it's doing is just feeding your anxiety. It's just keeping that wheel going of anxiety. And so, yes, sometimes that can be helpful for some people as a coping mechanism, but in your case, it doesn't sound like it's helping at all, right? So your job is to turn your phone off, turn your, put your clock away or, and, and try not to engage with that and instead just be present with what do you, like, here is your big question. How do you want to be on this plane?
0: What you're asking me? The, yeah, why? Just, just not battling with the anxiety. It, it, yeah. What would
1: you physically be doing if you didn't have anxiety?
0: Just chilling out. I'm just yeah, just relax, reading a book, or, okay. or what you said, what reading a book. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do you, are you taking I mean, a book?
0: Yeah, I'll t- I'll take. Uh, come <laughs> to think of it, <laughs> I know <laughs> you can't write the book. <laughs> Oh, wait see, this book, wait a <laughs> I love now it. Now you mentioned it. Okay. No, no, that's
1: fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's lo- and But anything, I would encourage you to read something playful too, which may be your book, right? <laughs> but something because you want to be doing the thing that you are invested in and that you value <laughs> instead of giving importance to fear.
0: Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you the problem like in the past and with the movies as well is that like, when I open the page, I'm literally, I'm just looking at the words and Mm -hmm. still have the anxiety humming in the background. So I'm not able to read. I'm not able to engage with the film, the television program. I'm not even able to engage in the conversation with the person next to me. Because I'm literally hypervigilant about everything, making sure that everything's going as it should do. As, As you see it on the flight radar. It's but correct, the,
1: do you do you see that you're saying I must this is a piece of control you're letting go of control so for you to re- read that book you would have to accept that you don't have control and that there's nothing actually for you to do that's uncomfortable for you so you want to pretend like you have to keep an eye out on things gives you a false sense of control right. keeps you in the cycle so you want to go on there as remind yourself i'm the passenger I'm the cargo. I mm-hmm. have to get on and act like cargo. True,
0: true. Right? I've never felt like
1: that. Right. You have to act like cargo and because if you don't, you're engaging in this false belief that you have control and this false belief that you need to control, oh. right? Think of it like to a to very be huge be. limousine that you're in and you're just getting coached to your destination. There's nothing I need to do except – observe what shows up and just keep bringing it back now here is the other piece again this is response prevention but you're going to be reading you'll open your book and you'll read the first sentence and you won't remember a word you just read mm-hmm. and then you'll be frustrated and then you'll put the book down and you'll go back to controlling
0: 100 percent.
1: your job is to, it doesn't matter whether you even hear the book it doesn't matter if you understand it But what matters is that you're not engaging in a behavior that makes it worse for next time. So keep your standards really low. The goal isn't to enjoy this flight. Your job is to actually give anxiety no air time.
0: I'm just reading some of the comments. So someone said, but you're not on the ground. I feel your pain. Yeah, I know. Um,
1: It's such a... There's such common humanity in your concern yes. here.
0: That's, no, that's it, the reason I wanted to do this, not only obviously for myself and for you, and because it's, it's a really interesting topic, but because of how common it is. Now, uh, do you know? what I mean, there's a reason why people are drinking before they get on the flight and whilst the flight, and that's to numb like the feelings that they're going through. Um, right. You hear a lot of people saying that. Yeah. Um, someone said, "Oh, is that common for OCD?" Nebraska? Yes.
1: All of what yep. we're doing is very common for OCD. This is exactly the same treatment we would use for OCD, anxiety, phobias, social anxiety, health anxiety, so 100%. Um, and it's mostly going through and catching these safety behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. So your job, again, I'm going to keep pushing you here, is tend to your fear. Don't dismiss it. Don't say tell it to go away. Mm-hmm. For every time you feel a tightening in your chest, that you soften it. And you ask yourself, how do I want this body to be for my next flight? And practice doing that. I have to do this all the time myself. I've talked about it. Like when I'm anxious, I kind of tense up and grip onto things, and I have to be like, turn your palms upside down, and practice like doing nothing here. Right. So,
0: what would your what would your advice be when you when I notice that I'm listening out or be in that cart trying to trying to scan and, and have that control what would be your advice in that exact moment that i should be doing
1: yeah so number one body language matters so anything that's tight let go of it right yeah. turn your palms up here is a i've told you this before this was a trick that a nurse told me while i was in labor is your body can't be tense if your if your hands are relaxed yeah. So if you soften your hands, it's very hard to hold tension and have a relaxed hand. So just focus on holding your hands up, softening them, dropping your shoulders. You know, it, it could be as much as your jaw. Try to, like I say, surfer dude, right? You want to, you can't see me, but sit back and look like a, a, a surfer dude as generic. Yes, I am.
0: literally sit back and just continue to have these thoughts about being the third pilot but but put your body position as though you're not having them thoughts yeah show
1: show me how you want to sit um sit in on that plane (sighs) that's it. it that's it that's it you're smiling
0: yeah
1: right humor is so important during this right is make just make light of this Go uh, like again it's like oh isn't it cool? good one brain very good very cool idea oh good one bro that's another cool idea yeah. you know and you're you're just responding in a way where it's not this is not just because you have thoughts about dying doesn't mean that planes are more risky
0: and right? the problem is you know 100 percent. i completely agree and obviously you know that i know all all the things that you're saying. So that's why I find it really interesting that uh, the the panic still occurs. Not that not even panic. Sorry, the anxiety still occurs from me when I've gone through a panic disorder, dealing with having Mm -hmm. to put myself back into places that made me gave me panic attacks. I think with the flying, I just came. I almost like made an agreement with myself, like. You're not going to have a panic attack. You're not going to lose it because we know that, but you are going to get anxious and you're just going to have to live with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good mindset in that you've accepted its presence. Mm. Um. But so for you, it sounds like you've done a good job of managing your anxiety, your experience of anxiety, yeah. but your next step is to reduce your hypervigilance around control
0: And it's the, like you say, it's the feed in the reassurance, Mm -hmm. which which clearly that, because I'm in that that hyper vigilant state, I'm not realising that I'm doing it. I think what you mentioned about um, you're the cargo and you're not the third pilot and you need to stop um, feeding into that false narrative that you need to be aware of things because there's something that you'd be able to do well like you said like the the fact of the matter is if something happened it wouldn't matter to me because i wouldn't be able to do anything would i do i mean i am the cargo
1: right you are you are now what you can do this evening and this is what i encourage you to do is go onto youtube this is for anybody with any fear right we talk about this in erp school is is go onto youtube and find situations that you're afraid of so for an example would be, I've talked about this in my podcast with my husband who had really bad flight anxiety, is he would watch the boarding, the boarding process. There, It's crazy It's that YouTube has all of these videos of just boarding planes. It's but good, you, though, yeah. For you, you could go on, and there, I'm sure there's flights um, on YouTube where you would listen for the different noises. And as they came, you'd Ken, go... Ken,
0: Ken. The, the the flight from Manchester to Barcelona, I know I know the flight path, so I know what manoeuvres the plane will be doing to come in to land into Barcelona.
1: Right. So you know it already.
0: <laughs> but that's but, the control thing there again, isn't it?
1: Yeah. You're you're um you're using too much of your cognitive brain, the front part of your brain, to try and make sense of this as if cognitively you're going to solve this problem. And your job is to drop down and just be in your senses. Like I said, listen to the noise. Like here in LA, there's this radio station every morning and they'll play a sound and then everyone calls in as a competition to guess what the sound sounds like right and so you could do that with the sounds every time you hear a sound that you hear I want you to think what let's come up with what that would be if it wasn't on a plane like what would that sound be and you might be thinking, oh well that's a In, when I fly to Australia there's always this sound as if like this huge box slams against a wall right there's this sound that sounds like some gear just broke and so you would play the game of like what does that sound like and I'd be like well it maybe sounds like a tractor just ran into a a a blow-up pool or something like that so you could you play games and you act curiously to the fear instead of making it all important
0: i've got a good question because obviously we know that in very very rare occurrences and this isn't me trying to feed the anxiety i'm just i'm just trying to give a devil's advocate point of view is that maybe sometimes you might have a problem with the engine and we know that like nine out of ten times everything will be fine the train to do that but like if there was a problem with the engine and you start seeing smoke from the engine are you saying that you then need to feed yourself a story like oh there's smoke coming no. from the engine like like how would you deal with that
1: so if there's smoke in the engine yes. i would tell you to do almost the same thing really? which is which is because what can you do? Hmm. What are you going to walk up into the cockpit and be like, <laughs> let me take care of this for you yeah. guys? Yeah. Like, no, you have to let the people who do like this is the, the, the whole um, quote, control what you can and let go of what you can't, right? Hmm. Every time we well, get I'm into happy. a car or a plane, we do give up control. Don't pretend you have control if you've already given up control right and you've given up control as soon as you buy the ticket
0: yeah yeah second you bought the ticket as
1: soon as you buy the ticket you've already given up your control now your job is to follow through and show your brain that you've committed to not having control right and so that's what a lot of this is about I mean yeah I I, I think you
0: know is that with with the narrative that That I tell myself that I haven't given up that have I. I haven't given up given up the the narrative that for some reason that I have to try and have my own personal control or just know that everything's ticking over nicely as it should do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're this is a lot about trust and faith and giving up control and and I'm guessing The reason you cognitively know you don't have control, but I'm guessing your idea of control is making you feel a a little um, like a defense against your anxiety. So I would actually go back to where you've used your old skills, which is to allow that anxiety just to flow through you. It can't hurt you. There's nothing that can happen.
0: Exactly. It's not the... Like I said it's not the actual anxious response that I'm scared of anymore because we know that I've all overcome that with panic disorder. Mm-hmm. I've, I've succumbed to just knowing that I'm going to feel anxious, but I I just want to get to that next step now where yeah, it's not going to happen tomorrow, but hopefully tomorrow is not as bad as what it would have been two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, uh, then the next time it'll know, knowing that I'm not feeding this uh false reassurance this false control that hopefully it will start to go down and i can be that person watching marley and me yeah. because i believe you Kim. when you say that i can i believe you uh, yeah. because it like it, it doesn't sound possible from obviously everything is this has been 15 years of, of being yeah. like this but w- when you say it i 100 percent believe you so that's why i wanted to to get you on board. Someone put, Dean, do you feel safe when you know you come into the land? Yes, I did mention that with Kim before, 100%. Yes. And that really makes sense what you said. That because um, I saw someone else put the, the land in, if you go off statistics, is probably one of the most times that something could go wrong um however, first, yeah. when, however when you're anxious and you're la- and you're landing your anxiety is lowering but that makes sense of what you said about you coming more to the ground where you where you are in control on the ground i guess
1: right i've had clients who've told me they like laid down on the ground and hugged it and was like thank you i'm back on the ground you know <laughs> yeah. and and so again your job is to just keep saying it makes complete sense that my brain is completely scared it makes complete sense. Um, I think if you validate it, it takes the judgment out of it. And then it sort of just allows you to again, see it, I really want you to get really clear on what you want to look like. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, and for me, when I've had periods of my life where I had very bad flight anxiety, particularly international flights after September 11, a lot of that was being really clear in my intentions. I remember once I actually scheduled, like it's a 12 and a half hour flight. So I scheduled time, like from this time to that time, I'm going to read from this time to that time. I'm going to, um, I did a lot of journaling back then. So I would journal. Then I knew that meals come around the third hour. Not that I was being compulsive about that, but I scheduled it. So I knew I had things to direct my attention to. Otherwise I would have Going back the, into a few,
0: mine's a little bit different because I did have that schedule of what you say about oh well the the flight attendants they're going to come around with the meals, but in my head that was right. That means that 20 percent of the mm. flight's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so here is your gender, and this is for everybody. I want you to go into this looking at it as an opportunity for growth. Right. That's your that's your agenda tomorrow. Besides getting to your family. Right. Your main time, the minute you get onto that plane, it's where you're nurturing your brain. Right. You're just re you're just retraining it. You're just continually like a dog on a leash. You're just retraining it to come on back to the track. And your job is to accumulate minutes where you willingly just have the anxiety and do nothing about it. That's your job. And you want to be accumulating minutes as many as you can. So every time you have anxiety, I would sort of thank it and be like, yeah, thank you. This is another opportunity for me to
0: this go This is another in- minute in the book.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the more minutes you can accumulate, the closer you get to where fear doesn't have control. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So, yeah. So you would say, if you hear the noises or whatever, just just hear a just, uh, would you would you say acknowledge it so yeah that's the engine making a funny noise yeah
1: you, or you just go that's interesting there's a yeah. noise i would because you don't we don't really know what they are like no. you know sometimes they sound bad yeah. um mm-hmm. but i've had um across from me like a pilot who was flying from one country to the other to take a, t- to do a flight and he was like oh that's just the such and such such and such and he's here he is knowing that this is like a good thing Um, so I would just, I would just go, that's an interesting sound. Sounds a little bit like, you know, dropping a, a ice chest onto a concrete slab. You know Mm. what I mean? Sounds a little bit, you know, sounds a little bit like a, a pound of, uh, wire or chains being thrown up against a brick wall. I don't know. You can make it up if you want. Um, but I think your job is actually to just be the observer and catch. You're gonna, you're gonna see where your your body goes like oh, yeah. this, yeah. And then you're gonna go. Interesting. All right, let's just go back. Right. And even if you have to do that like a million times, it's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Quickly, That's- let's just go through because I want to make sure i don't, so there's a physical behavior, there's yes. reassurance, yes. there's avoidance.
0: There's avoidance men- is the problem no 100%. mental compulsions
1: mental compulsions yeah. men- so
0: whether
1: yeah. so whether your mentally your job is to practice giving zero air time to death okay like the minute your brain goes to catastrophe you're to go oh interesting i'm gonna come on back what do i hear what do I see? What do I feel? What do I taste? What do I smell? Whatever it may be, what am I watching? Yeah. So, like and- I say,
0: with, with, for example, if we if we just take someone being in the toilet for a for a length of time, you you would say, well, create the, the false story. Well, the, you don't know it's a false, but create a different story to to the what, whatever catastrophe you're thinking it might be.
1: Yeah, not to make the fear go away, but just to have fun with it, right? Got to, it. to train your brain that we aren't, we aren't giving this any kudos. We're not giving it any airtime, mm. right? Where again, none of tomorrow is the goal of making your fear go away. It's to devalue fear's message, mm. Mm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, your, your job is to be as creative and as silly and as playful and as, as surfer dude yeah. as you can be.
0: I can't wait to tell you the stories of each scenario <laughs> that I've made up. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And you uh, might I, find I'll these other share them as well bases. on
0: my stories and, and tag you in there. So I think yeah. it's, it's a real good learning curve. Um, and like I say, regarding anxiety, anxiety disorders, it's just that last little bit of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, do you think it's cost as a phobia, so like same as spider, yeah?
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's yeah. actually one of uh, besides speaking phobias, flight phobias is way up there in the top. Yeah. Speaking is <laughs> speaking phobia is actually higher than death phobia, interestingly. Um, so, but no, it's it's up there. And again, I think it's because your brain can't compute how you could possibly be up in the sky.
0: So just out of um, just so other people know as well because i don't deal with ocd like in my day-to-day living what would be the reason that i'd show ocd signs in that situation and is that is that the same for anybody that somebody could be put in a situation and show ocd signs but not have an ocd disorder
1: Yeah, so the thing to remember here is that OCD involves obsessions and compulsions, um, but so do many other disorders. Many other disorders, it depends on just it's more about they all have obsessions and compulsions, but some are just classified differently. So the phobia is technically no different than OCD. It's just that the phobia is related to one thing and it's specific to that one situation. Um, so, would they play out exactly the same? But you would be better diagnosed under a phobia than OCD.
0: Yeah, so I can see people saying, "Have a drink, get gets knock your knock yourself out with sleeping pills." That, yeah. That's not the route that I want to take. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, Kim, and I, it's been really valuable. I know a lot of people have really enjoyed what you say, and there is a few questions from the followers just before. I release you of your time and you can go and spend the rest of your day living in anxiety-free. When you're on the plane, by the way, Kim, um, do you get anxious at all now or not? Mm -hmm. You do.
1: I do, particularly around turbulence. Turbulence, yes. my, my brain still doesn't understand turbulence. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I've had to ex- explain to me scientifically, my brain just doesn't understand that that's not a major, major problem. <laughs> like
0: no. in my mind, that's like a problem. So what I have behavior to would you do skills. for yourself?
1: I brace myself. I tense up and I act as if um, I, I basically – when we have turbulence, my, I have the thought that this is us about to fall out of the sky, yeah, yeah. and then I respond to that thought as if we are falling out of the sky. Not, the only reason but, I'd need to hold yeah. on is if yeah. we were falling out of the sky. So that's where I have to keep, you know, again, checking in, am I responding because of, a you know, is it a thought or is it a threat, and I'm only going to respond to actual real events of danger okay. not thoughts yep. about danger
0: 100 um let me just get these questions up kim and then have you if you got much planned for the rest of your day Are you busy, nope.
1: i'm good to chat with you
0: fantastic one second so what time i'm just trying to think what time will be on the plane tomorrow um what time would be your time Five 10am ish uh, yeah, between like 11 o'clock I, I should be in the uh, in the sky your time and it's a two hour flight so by by your lunch time it'll be all over and done with for the first leg <laughs> I'm so uh, proud of you you're doing it <laughs> someone put um should I tell the people around me that I'm scared however I, I feel shy of telling the flight attendants what's your advice on this
1: you can tell them, okay, so it depends on what's happening. If you're feeling shame around your anxiety, shame doesn't do well when you expose it to the light. So telling them, I'm really anxious is a great way to just help you through that shame. But if you're telling them so that they can help you manage your anxiety, I don't encourage that. Um, Because again, that's you giving your anxiety too much airtime. So is there anything wrong with telling people you're anxious? Absolutely not. Like I don't have a problem with that at all. But don't do it if you're doing it in an attempt to remove your anxiety. It's sort of basic. We don't want you to be having fights with your anxiety tomorrow. We just want the the person to be like, okay, it's here. If I tell them, that's fine as long as they're not there to take my pain away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Absolutely great. Someone's put, sorry, um, someone's put, I fear of getting stuck in the toilet, especially during turbulence. Is that like actually inside the toilet or in the toilet cubicle? I think in the (laughs) cubicle. (laughs) I
1: have a story about that. I once got a severe stomach bug on a 12 and a half hour flight from Australia to America They quarantined me in the bathroom. So I got, they locked me in the bathroom. They wouldn't let me out because I just was vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and vomiting. Um, so I basically slept on the floor of the toilet. Um, and then when we landed, the air, the, um, FDA or whatever they are had to come and court like, do a whole medical check before they'd let me off the plane. So yeah. it's happened. So, And I'm not saying that to scare the person, but what I'm no. saying is it's tolerable, right? Yeah. It's it's tolerable. It, their fear is no different to yours in that they're having thoughts about it. Mm. You, just because you have thoughts about it doesn't make it worthy of your response. But I mm. think the main thing to remember here is um. Your job is to go. Okay, so what if it did happen? What? Well, how would I handle it? How would I handle it? And you mostly you just work your way through it. It mightn't be so fun, but it's tolerable and doable. Um, if the person's afraid of getting stuck in the in the bathroom, they may actually want to do some exposure around claustrophobia ahead no. of time because. You know, once you're good at being a lot of my clients with claustrophobia, we will put them in. You know, this is a true exposure, is they will put themselves in an enclosed environment, maybe the trunk of their car with someone they trust who will let them out. Um, and they practice being in very, very small enclosed pr- places. What they learn with practice is it's totally doable. It's totally tolerable. It's more about just not resisting that anxiety.
0: And I think think that's really important, just bringing it back to the specific situation for me is, like you said, what would I do in these situations that one of these things that I'm thinking about would come true? There's not much I could do, is there? Like you say, I'm not going to put out the fire in an engine. I'm not going to land the plane. I'm not going to. Yeah. Do you do all these things? So I need to let go of thinking that there's there would be a possibility of actually doing anything if that did happen. Right. Exactly. 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 Um the next question, Kim, I had a terrible fear of flying. So I booked a solo trip and did flooding exposure. I had the best trip ever. Yeah. I've, I've continuously booked these trips and flooded myself like until I flooded myself like, yeah. As much as I possibly can, but like I say, I've almost made this agreement to myself that, yeah, you can get on a plane and go and see these nice places, but you need need to deal with two, four, six, ten hours anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I've never slept on a plane. Like, thinking about sleeping on a plane, never. Ten hour Mm -hmm. flight, never. Right.
1: But it sounds like you've done a lot of exposure, but you've just got more response prevention to focus on, right? Well, Which yes. response prevention is reducing those safety behaviours that g- give you a false sense of control or you're doing to remove anxiety. Um, so so remember, everybody, that, it, that the exposure is really only as good as your response prevention. Um, well, so it, that's, well, the, that's the, the ex- main thing.
0: Me being able to do the exposure has got me to the nice uh, countries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess I need to give myself a pat on the back of, uh, for that part uh, that it's not stopping me do the things that I love doing. But like I said, I'm still anxious in these situations. So that's that's the the part that I'm working. I yeah. want to be able to say to you, guess what came? Obviously not tomorrow, but I like, guess what came? I had half an hour sleep on a plane. Like the thought of that is so alien to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I I totally believe you can. I totally be. Oh, I know you you do. Yeah. And
0: that's why I wanted to have this chat, because when you said it with such sincerity, I knew that you you were like, you was like, no, you actually can. And I I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever ever had anyone physically like in your face say, do you know what? Even though it's as bad as what you're saying it is, you can actually have this sleep. You can Um, So don't (laughs) realise, I'm not angry. Yeah, only in this specific situation for this one thing. So I used to have a panic disorder, and I used to um, have panic attacks in uh, supermarkets and social settings. I overcame that, which was fantastic. Uh, but I just have this one little thing when it comes to flying, which is very common, isn't it? Kim?
1: it yeah, it's so common. I, I mean, but I think it's a lot of
0: people without anxiety disorder, right? Or would I was you just going to say. Would you say that people without or who haven't previously had an anxiety disorder wouldn't have the flight anxiety to the extreme that I'm saying? Or would you say that it would be the same?
1: You know, everybody knows I'm an OCD and an anxiety specialist. The one time my friends reach out to me who, who don't have anxiety is when they're about to go on a flight, right? And, and so I think what the truth is, is that more people have flight anxiety than we even know. And you don't have to have an anxiety disorder to have massive flight anxiety, um, again, because it makes complete sense that your brain is anxious when you go up in a sky, when it defies the odds of gravity. Um, yeah. So I think, I, like I said, I'll often have someone reach out and be like, I know you're an anxiety therapist. I'm going on a plane tomorrow. Tell me what to do. And so I think it's very, very, very common.
0: I've got from being able – what's this person say? I've got from being able to fly glider and control small planes. Now I can go on planes interesting someone just put there used to be a um a, a flight attendant uh, but they had to give it up because they were fearful of the possibility of becoming anxious so they wasn't actually scared of flying but they were fearful of becoming anxious mm. in their role
1: right right i mean that's a typical you know the fear of fear it's so yeah. common for people with anxieties to fear fear itself um, and that's sometimes the biggest thing, that's the biggest um, pain point for people is, you know, they can get through it, but they're really definitely afraid of the sensations of fear. Now, if that were the case for you... We and we didn't talk a lot about this. We would be doing more what we would call interoceptive exposures, which is where we expose you to the sensations that you're afraid of tightness in your chest, not in your throat, headache, whatever it may be. We may, you know, dizziness. We would expose you to that, but you haven't reported that today.
0: No, no, I, like I say, the, the symptoms I'm, I'm fully aware of, fully, mm-hmm. fully understand, fully know they're not going to harm me, but they're just there because of why like you say it's the feeding of the um of the reassurance and the the fake control which is really i've really got a lot out of it kim so i really appreciate you taking the time and coming because i do think it'll be valuable and i'm really looking like i say i'm really looking forward to telling you the fake stories or or the alternative stories that have made up yeah them situations Uh, a couple more questions kim then i'll let you go um i don't know but can you um they said is there any science behind trying to sleep before the plane takes off? I mean, you won't have a lot of time, right? not It's not that one.
1: Some people can get. I always. Sh- I'm shocked that people get on the plane, and this is even taxiing. They're already asleep. But I really? don't know if oh, I've seen this all the time. Wow. People who can just like pass out on airplanes. Um, but I haven't seen any research on that at all. No, I wouldn't okay. know. Um,
0: someone put. Kim, um, do you deal with phobias such as flight uh phobias with ERP? Yes. Um so the the course that we um are advertising, the course that is fantastic. You can get it in the uh, link in bio, it's in Kim's um link. And yeah, ERP would be fantastic. Cause you said, didn't you, you said Dean, log on to it.
1: Right yeah so the way that we do e r p school is it, because everybody's obsessions and compulsions are different, you yourself write down specifically, we go through them, and everyone details their specific cases like we did with you today yeah. um so you could do it with any specific phobia or any you know health anxiety and so forth
0: I think that's what's great about it, is it that you've got this model, this structure. To help someone through it, and the actual situation doesn't matter too much. It doesn't matter if it's I'm in a room with a, a, a full of spiders and I'm scared of spiders, or I'm thirty thousand feet up in the sky. The right. the um the response prevention uh, and the techniques that you would use and the. Breaking the loop of anxiety and reassurance are all the same, no matter what the situation is, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Someone's but will this uh, be saved? It will, one hundred percent. We're not just going to get Kim on here and make it go away. <laughs> I, if, I think everyone says it, you know, because of the odd um, recovery room where we've tried to save it, mm. and that's when we had internet issues. But it's all good, all back up and running. Kim, is there anything else you want to say? Before we go, well, I think we've been an
1: hour. I would say have, ha, go and be the version of you you want to be on that plane. Mm-hmm. Like get really clear. And every time you find yourself getting all up in your control mode, just go back to what that, what your body language should be. Like let all the thoughts come mm-hmm. and, and be good one, dude. Good one. That's how mm-hmm. you respond to each and every one. Oh, good one, bro good one
0: and it's really interesting you said that about be that version of yourself that you you pine to be um, because i remember when i went through a panic disorder and i was getting panic attacks at work i was speaking to a therapist who was helping me through the uh, grief process of when my dad passed away and she she said something very similar she said oh well you get panic attacks uh, in work well almost put this superhero um outfit on and zip it up and, and become this version of the person going into work who doesn't have the panic attacks, right. who, who isn't scared of their anxiety. And that really helps in that situation. Yeah. Um, shame. I've never done it on the plane, but I will <laughs> be doing it tomorrow.
1: <laughs> you'll take a photo. You'll have like your Superman outfit on, and you'll yeah. be all ready to go. But that's what Beyonce does. She has a whole alter ego that when she steps out onto the stage, yeah. 'Cause she's very shy and very anxious apparently. So you would do the same thing. It's like, how do I want to show up to this and then do that?
0: Literally fake it until you make it.
1: Mm-hmm. mm
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Fantastic. Kim, um, where can everybody find you? How can they um get on the course? Um, sure the book. The book. Is the book out? Can they get the book? Friday. Friday. So Well guys, they can get
1: the book. You can get
0: it already. You, but you can pre order, yeah.
1: No, well, it's supposed to launch on Friday, but people are getting theirs already. So you can get me at Kimberly Quinlan on Instagram. You can go to Drew's link if you want the course. And I have a workbook. Drew? Dean, you want to know? I actually put you in my calendar as Drew today. I'm sorry. Hi. I've got Hi. it on. I've got, got, Drew got Drew on the Drew brain. On
0: the
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also get my new book, which is called The Self Compassion Workbook for OCD. It will be out on Friday
0: fantastic yeah i bet you're so excited for that yeah yeah really Uh, excited one thing i was going to say kim i wonder if we can come with a solution i because i wanted to do the recovery room from spain on friday but the time that i do it that's going to be like eight o'clock spanish time so it's going to be like pitch black which sort of sucks so Mm -hmm. i guess we'll have to speak to each other and see if there's any possibility of potentially doing it earlier because i do Mm want to do it because um I thought it would have been nice to do it from Spain, yeah. Uh, but I, we'll we'll check our schedules and see see if something's possible.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It'll be fun to it'll be fun to see you in Spain. Yeah.
0: Yes. You're yes. Like, looking yes. up at the <laughs> looking up at the planes in the sky. Like where my mum is, um, she has like a terrace on the roof, and you can sit there and actually, I can actually see the flight path coming into Barcelona. <laughs>
1: I, you should go and watch it i think that would be really good for you yeah. just imagine yourself on that plane like making all the noises relaxing
0: yeah, yeah. i often sometimes i do that like if i'm outside i walk up and i'm like there's a whole new that you know i mean there's so many different realities happening on that plane right now isn't it and yeah. that you just and it, that plane just going across in the sky but they could be. Yeah. They could be. It could be full of two hundred deans on there, all, yeah. uh, all be in You here. need a.
1: You need a t-shirt that says cargo on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I am the cargo tomorrow. I'm nothing but the cargo that gets thrown <laughs> thrown around by the by the stewards and squashed and broken and damaged. That's what Kimberly Quinn wants to
1: hear. I love it. I love it. Noah. you're going to kill it, Dean. You'll, you will. I think no. it'll be a great lesson. It's one of one of the it'll be the next step of your recovery, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much Kim for coming on. My pleasure. And thank you for sharing all your expertise and knowledge. My pleasure. And yeah, I guess I'm going to have to send you that um, plain selfie. Yeah. Oh, Fantastic.
1: I need you to have your glasses on and be like all oh, back in your chair and Oh, 100%. Chill.
0: Yeah. Well. All right. Thanks, Cam.
1: My pleasure. Have a good day, everyone.
0: And you. Take it easy. You've been listening to DLC Live. Be sure to follow Dean on Instagram at dlcanxiety. Anxiety. Check our website at dlcanxiety.com and grab yourself a copy of our latest book, Greater Than Panic, on Amazon today. See you next time.